Hey, and welcome everyone. Welcome back to Eternal Present YouTube channel. So my name is Sanni Pakkonen and I'm here with Melinda Molnar. She's a co-creator co co <laughs> on these talks with me here. And um, we are diving deeper into a topic today that we have mentioned a few times. Um, and I'm just going to put that aside and we're going to get back to it in a moment. Before we go into that, um, I wanted to mention that these talks are simply scratching the surface and it helps to open that door to go deeper into the world of frequencies and understanding that inner landscape uh, of spirit, soul and body from a, uh, from a potentially new perspectives or deeper perspectives, because there's this constant evolution and involution happening, um, like God in us expanding, truth in us expanding, and also going deeper within, refining deeper within. Um, so there's always a deeper understanding of who we are here on, on earth and what we're doing here and who we are serving, what we are serving uh, available to us. Um, so these talks are simply scratching that surface because in this time, as well as being so open, like broadcasting these, these uh, topics and keys and codes really openly, uh, we can only go to certain levels, so to say, or certain depth, um, because going deeper requires a closed container as well as um, people being really committed and invested to be part of that journey. Um, so for those who are just like uh, wanting to learn more, like, okay, like, Okay, this was this is interesting, and I want to learn more. I would highly recommend going and checking out those uh, crew programs on Eternal Present website. Uh, there's monthly programs, live uh, programs, and recorded programs. Those are sealed containers uh, where people are really invested, and because of of that level of investment as well, we are able to go a lot deeper and able to access to certain. Um, uh, aspects and mechanics that are not to just be given out like this because it wouldn't have anything to land. So it has to have this really solid foundation and container to land. Uh, so those programs are those those containers and foundations. And uh, that's where the main focus uh, for me as a facilitator is as well. Uh, so just wanting to put it out there because I've had some uh, message coming through that I would love to learn more and deeper. So just wanted to put it out there for everybody. Okay, that was that. Melinda, <laughs> do you want yes, to bring yourself uh, into this conversation? Thank you, Sunny. And that was actually a really great uh, leading into what I was um, bringing to the table to discuss today. Groups. And, and like you said, it has to land on something. But group containers, or we call it mastermind um, in a different words is when two or more get together for the same uh, reason, with the same intention. And, you know, I'm sure everybody who's been in their family, when a lot of them get together, that everybody's uh, personalities, energies, vibrations go into that field. And even if one person is, let's just say, a, you know, what is it called? Debbie Downer, as they say, Let, let's just say one person who, who has a lower resonance, it uh, contaminates the group. So these fre frequency teachings and transmissions that we share in these groups, how do you explain the, the space that we hold and the clarity and the purity of the space? 
That's one of the questions. And then along with that goes, how would the facilitator himself or herself know that that space is held clean? And how would a participant be able to discern whether when they're entering a group, they are in a clean space? Right. Yeah, that's a really wonderful, wonderful question. And um, first of all, I really want to uh, go a little deeper into that, uh, the mastermind or the container aspect from the frequency point of view. So sometimes uh, you hear me also referring to master field or master sphere. Uh, it's all uh, pointing to the same aspect of a collective heart or collective mind, right? And um the very purpose of this kind of, say, especially so there's many kinds of masterminds, right? Uh, I'm just going to give you examples here in a history. Some extreme distorted mastermind example would be uh, Hitler, right? Hitler and the whole Nazi mastermind. Uh, and when people were in it, it was really difficult to see the distortion because it was kind of sucking people into that mentality, and even uh, encouraging people to do violence and abuse others, even if it wouldn't, these people wouldn't even be abusive by their nature. But because of the mastermind was so extremely strong, it uh, manipulated people's uh, free will within that mastermind. So that's a really extreme example. And that obviously we can see that in almost any culture and tradition, there's been these uh, distorted dictators and still are on earth <laughs> right now. Uh, working exactly th with this kind of mastermind. And um, this would also mean that even if you would say assassinate the main leader of that distorted mastermind, it would still continue. There would be somebody else rising up to replace that leader, right? So that's how powerful master fields are because they are being held together. If if one person is faltering, there's something that comes to pick it up because the collective resonance is so strong to hold that container together, right? Um, now, the other side of the coin would be healing masterminds and healing containers, uh, which would be, uh, well, any kind of like where people look for deeper healing and say women's circles or men's circles or whatever it is, uh, is coming from that intention of having a healing and safe container, right? Safe container. Now, many people who facilitate containers uh, and who don't have excessive experience doing it or don't have eyes to see and ears to hear what, what's happening on a frequency level and happening in the spirit, what happens is that the container is being held. So yes, there's a container. There's almost like a table, right, for something to land on it, right? And uh, what is being invited in the container is that everybody brings their distortions in. Yeah, as you as you said about the the Debbie Downer, so to say, well, however you say that in English, example is that uh, if somebody is carrying, say, uh, a distorted pattern in their system and they would put it on a table, it would start impacting the master field and the mastermind, and distorting the frequencies in it. And now think about having twenty people and everybody puts all their stuff on the table; like it's it can get really chaotic. Just like if you have a certain song uh, that comes in. Uh, and then there's another another song on top of it, another song on top of it. And then in the end, it's this like crazy, like mess of sounds. So it's no different on a frequency level, right? Um, so that's an example. And this is um, 
uh, people who are empathic and and many of us are sensitive to energies uh, would immediately pick this up. Meaning that when you go into that container or that event, uh, and if that master field is not clear, uh, and if everybody just dumped all their stuff on it, uh, you would feel even worse after that, or you would feel uh, triggered, you you may feel pains, you may feel other people's feelings, you may feel like, I don't even know, this is not me, but I'm something in my head is is telling this thing. So it's like, it you know, it starts to uh, that mastermind is starting to kind of mess up with the individual people. And uh, w- when I became really aware of these things on a frequency level, I actually stopped going to any kind of gatherings for a while, for a good while, because I had to be sure that I can hold my atmosphere when I go into certain spaces um, so that um, I'm not being sucked into certain, like say, distorted uh, frequency masterminds, um, because I know the power. I can, I, I know the power of masterminds. Because when there's more than two people getting together, we're able to go into that much more higher uh, power in manifesting whatever is coming through. Right. So instead of you know, so many people go into healing circles, but then we just end up feeding each other's distortions in that space, right? So it's not really actually healing. It's it's taking us further away from truth. And this is not pointing finger to anyone. This is all of us are learning this. This is not saying that if your energy is down, don't go in the circles. None of that is being said. So what I'm saying is this. Um, when a mastermind or master field is, is coherent, when people come in, no matter what they are bringing in, they could be in the deepest and heaviest state of depression and come in, and it would not change the mastermind. It would not falter. No, is that a word? Falter, alter? So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah both. <laughs> it would both not, words. yeah, it would not alter uh, the base resonance of the the, the master field um, because in and this is what we are super adamant about when we do frequency work is that the all the masterminds are based on this uh, it is so deeply in presence in eternal presence that whatever where whenever people come into it it quite literally cleans up people's stuff that instead of just like avoiding that stuff like oh don't be sad don't bring that energy here don't talk negative things because anybody who talks negative things is simply confused and hurt right they probably are hurt really bad somewhere inside and they need help right um so instead of say avoiding or pushing people out because the energy the vibe is low or anything like that we don't want to do that that's that's equally as dramatizing than the other side of the coin right um so we want to invite everybody in when the mastermind and master field is so deeply present. So whoever is the leader, whoever is the space holder of that container, they would be setting up the standard for the eternal presence to be there, which means that it's like opening up like this. You can think of light of light of uh, awareness and the light of awareness is opening up like this. And it's like... And it's this really strong container. And now when people come in, they contribute to that container with their presence, which means that the more people there are, the higher frequencies we can go. But they are they are not going to take it down because the resonance is it's based on eternal presence, which means that it cannot fluctuate. 
you can put anything on that on top of that and wouldn't change because it's eternally present as it is, right? So now somebody who doesn't fully know what eternal presence is and how to generate that, how to expand from the eternal presence to hold the container, they would, um, the container that they are holding is, is, um, uh, is connected to linear time, which means that it's also fluctuating in and out, which means that when people put the stuff on it to be healed, it actually changes the whole resonance of the container instead of that eternal presence being that tuning fork that brings the best out of everybody. Okay, that needs to be healed. Oh, this is empowering. So instead of uh, taking away or say giving your worries or your disease or whatever it is to other people, it, it simply um, becomes regenerative. Like the healing becomes regenerative in that space. It, like whatever is being brought in that space will be returned into its original design in the eternal presence. And, and the, the resonance of those things are shifting uh, to a higher version of whatever that is. And then again, as we are doing this, uh, this frequency level work, we're always tracking back if where did it start in space and time, we go into those space and times through the presence, help to locate it in the physical body, soul, spirit, uh, embodiment. And then from there, all of that come into coherence. And again, the only tuning fork that is there is eternal presence. That is just as it is. It doesn't waver in and out. It's not contaminated, it's not polluted. None of that is possible. Right. Because otherwise it wouldn't be eternal truth. It wouldn't be eternal presence if that was possible. Right. Um, so I hope I answered the questions and please ask, uh, ask, ask um, yes. if yes. I didn't hear something. I'll, I'll yeah. comment and I'll ask uh, a question. Yes. Yeah. It was beautiful. And um, for those who, who, maybe need a slight little help with the imagination or or those of us who you know feel this through our body when you said that that presence holds the way it translates for somebody like me highly empathic is there's a pressure and this pressure holds itself and just simply is um now uh, you said generate if the facilitator cannot generate that eternal presence, would you elaborate on that? What does generated mean for you? Where somebody's like, how do you generate eternal presence? Right. And yeah. You can do it. That's a great question. Um, and sometimes words can get on our way because it's like the most simple thing, but then we need to label it somehow to describe that word um so every single human would know every single one of us knows how to generate frequencies right that's the baseline uh answer to this is that even if you didn't know how you're already generating frequencies by simply being a human so you'd actually do know how even if you mentally didn't understand how it worked right um because every single thought is a frequency right so you thinking about it is generating that frequency so say if you are thinking constantly a certain uh person to call you so often right when you think about them or they just pop into your field they call you like the next couple of days or something like that right so and this goes in that this is there's so many different forms of the this 
um, that comes very much back to that uh, radical responsibility of what kind of frequencies we are choosing to generate and where do we source that from, right? Uh, from eternal God or from these distorted uh, sources or manipulated sources of light, right? And um, how to generate this, this is kind of one of those topics that I spoke of in the beginning. I can't go and start giving out some codes here right now because I need people to actually be responsible with these codes. Um, so if you're interested to learn more, I would highly recommend hopping into one of these um, these multi-week multi -week co containers that, that we facilitate um, uh, with my husband um, uh, as well, together with him. And... Um, but to put it really simply is that whoever is whoever is the leader or the facilitator space holder of that container is required to be the frequency authority of the space meaning that when there is true presence in space it's always going to be the frequency authority Right. Um, think about it in a way that there's uh, 10 people in the room and people are like all over the place, like in their mind, emotionally, they're like repeating history, they carry ancestral disease, like there's so much of the timeline distortions in the space. And then somebody who is constantly renewed, constantly in that eternal presence, they enter into the space, it, it shifts the whole atmosphere of the of the room. And now that who that person who is resonating and attuned to eternal presence what it, it kind of like it's a strong word dictates but it dictates the frequency field because anything that is closer to truth will always be higher than that which is not clo uh, closer to truth right so if there's a thing here like this is closer to truth and then this is my finger is not then this would always take the lead because anything that is connected to truth is always going to be higher than the distortions of that truth, right? If that makes sense. So that's how it works. And that's why it is a, it's a, it's a big responsibility to hold containers, right? And of course, everybody, it's, it's a thing to learn and everybody would be learning by, say, by holding the space. Uh, but it's extremely important to be aware of these subtleties and these mechanics of what creates atmospheres. Because... Um, I'll give another example here that say somebody could be in uh, in a room. Okay, I'm just taking another example of the room. Somebody could be in a room and they would find all the resources that they ever need from that room. They would find bags of money. They would discover... Uh, these new clothes that they need to this conference, or they would find these uh, the big books of wisdom that they needed for this and that, right? So anything that they would need, they would find their lover in that room if they need love. You know, anything that they would need, they would find in that room because they are operating in eternal presence, which is infinitely rich. Eternal presence is not just this simple, boring I've already heard this teaching thousand times thing. You have not understood what, what presence is, if you, that's what you think, right? Eternal presence is infinitely deep, bottomless resources, one after another, right? 
infinite growing, going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. That's how you know a true teacher when they are humble, learning, like, I want to learn more about presence because they understand the depth of presence. It never gets old, ever. Uh, and so say somebody who is living in that eternal presence, they could find anything in that one room. And that room is a metaphor for your life. Right? Room is a metaphor for your life. Any situation that you will ever meet. And another person who is not present, who is all over the map, who is dispersed in the mental field, who's, say, bioenergetic field uh, is all over the place as well. So there's a lot of uh, anxiety in the field or uh, whatever it is, like neg negative self-talk or um, say sabotage patterns that continue to exist, right? These are all indicators that there's something from the history that is not letting go, a past distorted timeline or distortion of the truth that is still attached in, in, in the life, in the mental, emotional fields. Somebody like that walks into that room and they would not potentially find anything. They would find struggle. They would find lack. They would find abuse, right? This is really sad because this is not something that we're pointing a finger of, oh, your energy is not clear enough or like you're lower than somebody else is higher like this is we're not speaking from that consciousness we need to graduate from that kind of comp com comparing like a consciousness that compares uh, ourselves to others it's just simply an observation on a frequency level right somebody who is not in eternal presence and walks into that room that room would be a totally different experience for them a totally different experience and um and that's what I mean by whoever is the frequency authority. Uh, I'm not saying that the person who's present is any better than anybody else. Again, we need to let go of that kind of comp the comparing part of the mind right now. It just means that on a frequency level, there is a clear and solid frequency, and then there are distorted frequencies, right? So the clear and solid would always be higher on a frequency level because it's closer to God. It's closer to truth. It's closer to spirit than that which has wandered out of it and gotten lost in the, the finite world, right? And so this is a big responsibility for those who are holding masterminds and containers is to carry our work and uh, continue to study presence more. I continue to study presence all the time more. I'm not pretending that I know all about it. It's impossible to know everything about presence. So... It's really important to continue to deepen so that we can we can uh, expand our capacity and we can hold even more clear and pure containers so that people from all backgrounds can come and receive uh, the same quality of healing in whatever form they needed, right? And um, those who are appointed to be teachers and leaders and healers, okay, I want to pause here. There are a lot of people who are teachers, leaders, and healers who are not appointed to do that. Right? It's not their it's not their spirit assignment to do that, and they just they just want to do it from the space of it sounds cool or this is this is my dream life. I want to live this way. Okay, that's different thing. Again, this is not a judgment. This is an observation. Right? Those who are appointed, those who are uh, actually here on a spirit assignment to be leaders teachers and healers, meaning that they cannot do anything else than those things, right? True teachers, they cannot not teach. They would literally go crazy if they couldn't, they, if they couldn't find an avenue to teach or healers would go crazy if they couldn't find an avenue to heal. 
Um, and so it's this natural thing that uh, opens up in, uh, in us when we just become deeply present because all of our gifts come online in that presence. So somebody who's appointed to be a space holder, they would naturally attract people uh, who can benefit from the containers that they are holding, right? So it, it, it can get pretty mental. So I'm not saying to like, well, who's the frequency authority here? Like starting to like think about these things. It doesn't work that way. Those who are appointed to be space holders, they would naturally attract people uh, who on a resonance level, who you, uh, who those, mm, let me just say that again. <laughs> so say, if I am naturally uh, a leader, I would, I, I would, when I, when I hold containers, I would, simply put out this container and resonance it's naturally coming out of me uh that those people who can benefit from it would find their way to me right and other way around right and um so it's less thinking and more actually walking the talk right and where it all points back to is that presence like how deeply do we actually embody eternal presence that was beautiful. Thank you. That was such a well-rounded answer. So there are a few things there that I want to touch on. First, it was the thought as to, you know, what you're thinking. Because sometimes a thought comes to you and you're like, ah, where did that come from? I don't care to entertain that. I'm going to let that go. Or Another version is that thought comes and you actually get grabbed by it. And then you then like, okay, you have a home here. Let's keep rerunning it and looping it and looping it. And then also it is said that thoughts are simply just an ocean of thoughts. And which one do you pick? Which one where your resonance is that it comes to you? It's like, hey, do you, do you, this might be a landing point. Can I land? And really, then it's up to you. No, this isn't your landing point. Go somewhere else. Um, let me see. As I'm talking, I'm actually forgetting the actual question. I got the question. But Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. So there was one and there was one other. <clears throat> um, it was about the resonance. Go ahead and answer this question. It, yes. it, it may come because that wasn't fully uh, yes. formed. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so the thoughts are interesting thing because it, 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 of course, depends how we define what a thought is. But there's a lot of, uh, say, practice. And I used to also follow this this kind of practice of emptying the mind from thoughts. But I quite literally teach it the opposite way now. Like we don't want to get rid of thoughts. Right? We don't want to get rid of thoughts. Again, this depends where which dimension you speak when you speak about thoughts. The space that I'm speaking from right now, uh, I'm speaking this teaching that we don't want to get rid of thoughts because thoughts are part of our creation. It is part of our mind. It is part of um, how our whole capacity to generate frequencies. But now what is important is do not get attached to the thoughts um, as well as um, know where those thoughts come from. Okay, so there are superficial thoughts that can say come from the soul, the 
the surface level. And we've spoken about this before. When we learn to read where those those thoughts come from, we understand the weight and the purpose that they carry in our system, right? Um, uh, if something comes from the superficial layer, there may be a message there, but we need to be extra cautious with that. Like where that that's that's vulnerable for distortion, right? It's vulnerable for emotional or mental story because it's it's right there on the very surface level where the the world is poking it all the time, so to say, right? And then there are thoughts that are coming from the spirit and the deeper aspects of the soul that rise from the inside. And that kind of thoughts are oftentimes, uh, you can even say that those kind of thoughts are God speaking to us. Again, depending how we define it. These are none of this is absolute truths that I'm speaking here. It's a perspective to look at thoughts. Uh, like that inner voice that comes in that is almost like that. this is beyond me, right? Is that the voice of God uh, or the voice of our own spirit in, in certain um, uh, situations. And that kind of thoughts are extremely valuable because it helps us to take a certain frequency resonance, right? Uh, okay, there's that thought and that, that thought is a really high and beneficial frequency. I'm going to start thinking that. So this is me generating it, right? Um, so it's really important to know this, where these thoughts come from. There is no, if you are in eternal presence, there is no reason to, uh, try to avoid thoughts because the thoughts become your most powerful tool and and they begin to serve you. Your mind begins to serve you and your heart and your spirit and God instead of uh, you becoming the victim of those thoughts, right? Uh, so I have no issue saying that I have a lot of thoughts in my head. And yes, I am in a deep presence and meditation, right? Um, the thoughts are part of uh, the creation when we are in that uh, container of presence where these thoughts come in and they go out and we can harvest the fruit of it whatever we need but not trying to hold on it because that's uh that's the the whole basis of spiritual ego when there's a great thought comes in and then we hold it and we start identifying with the thoughts with that thought, right? And, and then there's this whole identity connected to that thought. And, and so that kind of attachment can really keep us sneakily uh, in the past and not evolving with a new and higher frequency thought coming in, right? If that makes sense. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you. And <clears throat> to, to, bring it to a point now because I feel that a lot of people would have some questions about that as in but how do I know how do I know if this thought is a surface thought or internal so like you said when you are in the present moment thoughts will come and when you don't hold on to them they leave they come and go it's a beautiful swim right it's it's that communication uh, and also with time uh, you learn the resonance, the the sound, the feel, right? Because these are different frequencies that that come in to bring the information. A surface thought, more than likely, you are not in the present moment, and they have a different, almost like weight to it. And especially if you stick to them, or they come and they just next thing you know, an hour later, you're still looping them. 
then those are definitely not the thoughts that that uh, are uh, beneficial or they bring. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. All right. They're, they can be beneficial in a way that it does show you where you're uh, attached, where you're identified, where you believed something of yourself that's not connected to the truth or that's off the truth. Yeah. Um, so all but, thoughts then. <laughs> yes. Sure. You are actually pointing out a very important uh, factor here, which is like when you are in eternal presence uh, and when you are truly present, everything becomes beneficial because we can learn from absolutely everything instead of going into the hamster wheel and becoming the victim, right? So uh, even a superficial low thought would be helping us to grow when we are meeting it from the presence instead of getting swept into that, that whatever that story is, right? Um, and there was also a question coming in through email, which was a great question. It's like, how do we explain on a frequency level, um, like a limitless supply? Like say, if you are using some kind of supply or resource and it just seems to be like, there's just like, it's just never ending. It will continue to be, we have like that right now, like um, a dishwasher powder that you put in the dishwasher. It's just like, we've probably had it for a year and, and just, there's still so much powder in there. Like, I, I can't believe how are we just using the same container and it's never, it's never ending. And this person who sent me this email gave a similar um, uh, example of their being using something and it just like seems to be never ending, right? While other times it seems like, oh, I just bought this or, you know, the resource is just like draining out really fast, right? Uh, and so this is, again, the level of presence. And the other way to say this in like which dimension you walk in, uh, again, say if you're walking in the resonance of scarcity or lack, we, you would be experiencing a lot more that draining and running out before it's time, right? Like how how is this already like, at, I, I just bought this two days ago and it's already done, right? Uh, or time running out of time or running out of money in the bank account or whatever it is. Uh, running out of this and that, uh, if somebody is walking on that resonance, which is always uh, lack frequency, is always uh, out of presence. It's never in, in the presence. It's always a distortion from presence, right? It's not presence itself. Because presence is naturally prosperous. It's naturally abundant. It is the abundance itself, right? This is where nature lives constantly. And if there is a lack in nature, there's all these resources going into replenishing. It's really fast. It's never actually lacking, if that makes sense. Um, so um, if somebody is walking and, and resonating in that abundance frequency, then they would experience a lot more of abundance of time and abundance of resources and abundance of food in the fridge or whatever it is. Like it just seems to be fulfilling. Uh, and of course, I'm not saying that you would never run out of things, right? We are living in the what we call the fallen world. So this is... Uh, there's a finite aspect of this world. There's death and rebirth in this this world. Um, but the more you start walking in the spirit, you're actually no longer walking in that the fallen world. And, and we start resonating in that which is available in the eternal presence. And now we are the ones who bring this into any space that we go. 
you go to a grocery store or you go to a movie theater or you go to pick up your children from kindergarten or you go to work, you do talks. People who can hear your talks, they would also be able to, they would remember that frequency inside of them. They would, it's like this invitation to become more present, right? And anybody who has any awareness of say consciousness <laughs> of like talking about like uh, being awake or being conscious, right? So um, anybody could say that when you speak to somebody who's actually present, that it feels really good. It feels, it feels like this person just heard me. They looked me in the eyes. Then they were just so deeply present. Some of us, it may feel uncomfortable because that presence is actually pointing out all the spaces in us that are not present, right? But the point is that the presence is noticed. Whether it is comfortable or whether it's uncomfortable, presence is always noticed when it arrives into a space. That's what I'm speaking of as an authority. It just, it's like this you know, babies stare at people who are truly present. Dogs stare, animals and cats stare at people who are actually present, right? Because it's this incredible like field that comes into a space, right? And it's not a field of ego. Hey, look at me, look at me. It's it's coming from the heart that is fully activated to carry its mission here on earth, right? And, and this is a potential that is in, in any human being, every single human being. So I want to highly, highly emphasize that becoming deeper presence never gets old. It never gets old. No. And, and I love that sound. Ah. Because that, to me, is when I feel it, to me, when the field expands like that, it is like that, like... Now you're almost like this uh, suspended state, if you will. There's a, a definite difference in the sensation of being out of the present moment, which has a heaviness to me, at least for my body, that's how it translates. And when being in the presence, it's like you are floating. Well, yes, and that will be noticed in this dense world because it is so different than what we'd be living in awesome so where you're walking okay so one might ask well i'm walking right here on earth what do you mean where i'm walking and 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 i know we're pointing the internal walking it's like well where is that mm -hmm. how do i go step on those <laughs> stairs yes that's a that's a great question and um it's something that we are focusing when we become aware of the frequencies, so like really understanding like what is the body, what is the body and really tracking that back body is frequency, right? Body is frequency. And where does this frequency come from? It's filtering through the soul, which is the emotional and mental layers, as well as the free will, which is makes us this personality here on earth. And it filters through. And if we've backtrack that that uh the source of the frequencies it goes through the spirit so spirit is like this acupressure point no acupuncture needle almost that's a strong word but like really having that really pinpoint space-time location that were formed when you were conceived right when you conceived 
you came from the spirit into the physical dimension. So that's your space-time location that is existing in, in the eternal presence for you all the time. So that's where like the point of the spirit is. And then we go further from there. It, it, it leads directly to God, right? To eternal God source. And, and so all of that frequency comes from that space. So our bodies are not really anything separate from that, right? Uh, we are that extension of the living light. And so if we are walking unaware of this, we would be walking in the dimension of the earth, so to say. That's not the right way to say it because earth is multidimensional. So um, walking in the dimension of limited reality, right? That you know, like just seeing the superficial aspect of everything and everything is kind of what it is, but there's no deeper, there's no like deeper layers to it when we start looking into it. And a lot of people walk in this kind of reality, like life is just really uh, plain, so to say that there's, we have bodies and we live and we die and we, you know, whatever it is. This kind of people, oftentimes, uh, they are sleepwalking because they are not understanding what eternal life really means and how to begin to live the eternal life here on earth, right? So this means that we're starting to become aware of the spirit and where we are directed from the spirit. And that's when we start walking in the spirit. We're here in the world, but we're not of the world, if we look at any great healers, sages, gurus who's truly realized God, they would you would you could make this observation about them. They are not bound by this world. They are here physically here, but they are not bound by this world. It's like defying the laws of physics, even right. And so this is becoming more and more available to everyone, to the entire humankind, which is the heaven and earth, the new earth being perceived, and heaven and, uh, and earth coming together. Uh, in our lives. So our capacity uh, to embody spirit. So instead of dragging the spirit frequency down into more distorted frequency, we're actually transmuting and transcending from the distorted frequencies and going into the, the clear frequencies of the spirit, but we're still embodied, full body experience, right? Um, so that's what I mean by, um, and and there's many different, say, phases of this this journey of learning how to walk in the spirit. So it, uh, it's it's a practice, right? Because we have to put all in and dedicate all of our might and all of our heart to serve eternal truth to do that. We can't walk in the spirit and not understand truth. It doesn't work that way. We have to give all of our life and heart to truth. And to, to living light to God, to, to serve eternal purpose, right? Because otherwise, we're not going to be, we're not going to be receiving the fullness of the truth. We're just going to receive this much of the truth, right? Thank you. Um, what comes from that is, let's say there is a person who, who has a, large family, many children, many things to do during the day. And she might say, I don't have time to practice or refine uh, me finding the way to truth. How do I do it? I have 
10 minutes a day. I can spare one hour on Sunday. How can you tell me fast? Or what can you say where I get it right away? Because I just don't have time. Mm -hmm. And I, I may not be at a place where I can dedicate my whole life to it because I have to do certain things things tend to others that that have to be here in the physical so I don't have time to search yeah that kind of thinking is coming from out of time distortion because when again understanding deeper what it means to be with truth and uh, connect the truth more it's it's available in any given moment there's not a single um experience or situation or opportunity that uh or whatever happens in this life that wouldn't be a space to go deeper in the truth right so somebody who has six children uh they would be able to be with those children do all daily tasks whatever it is however busy they are, but they would be able to go deeper into presence while doing that because we need to get out of this idea that presence only happens when we are sitting in a quiet sanctuary room where there's birds chirping around and there's water flowing in and there's like jungle around and there's no humans and deer running, you know, I could go go on. That, but we need to get out of the idea that that's what presence means. And that's where we find truth, right? Truth is active. This is where I, I speak about liquid presence. The, the presence is like water. It's flowing with us everywhere. We are flowing with the presence everywhere. We can be in the middle of New York City in a crazy chaotic atmosphere, uh, in the middle of riots, and we could have the most profound experiences of presence and truth and connection to God. So again, this is where we are shifting so one of those pe person, the example that you gave in and that, that is really relevant because so many people experience that, well, I don't have time, is that these people are not walking in the spirit, right? It's not a judgment. It's like, it's really easy to get into that. It, and, you know, the, the world where we don't have time becomes our reality. Like, this is how our parents lived, our grandparents lived this way. It's like, it's so deeply seated into the consciousness that we don't have time. But really, only thing that we have is time, <laughs> Only thing that we ever have is time because presence is unwavering. It's always here. What we, Whatever we do, there's always presence. So that's really the only thing that we have. Everything else is fluctuating in and out. So just that, like shifting that perspective brings you out of the limited reality and you start walking in the spirit. And then anything that you do gives you that opportunity to awaken deeper. And you can start with what you have as well. So if say a, a, a meditation is something that you need you're aware that you do need because meditation is a wonderful practice right uh, it helps us to deepen into those spaces that we wouldn't if we're constantly uh thinking and numbers and stories and whatever um and and even if you have, what if you would just have 10 minutes or or 5 minutes or whatever it is start with that and then start pushing that edge from there like how can i take this meditation with me into the action into the story into the absolutely everything that i do um and god is so and truth is so efficient i tell you like and i've i mentioned this so many times uh but the idea about things 
needing certain time to work is completely BS. You know, like, oh, I need at least one year of meditation practice to even get started or whatever it is. What you need is available in eternal presence and you may receive it in 10 seconds. That's how powerful it is. And again, it, it starts from us opening our heart and mind to that possibility and taking every opportunity consciously. Okay, this is an opportunity to grow. This is an opportunity to be even deep, deeper present. Somebody's yelling at me right now. I haven't done anything, but they are angry. They are hurting. They are yelling at me because there's nobody else you know, that they can yell. How can I use this moment become even deeper present? How can I use this moment to heal these triggers and these traumatic responses that come up in my space, right? These are the questions that we need to be asking because all of that is available in that in that presence. And again, uh, true healing containers that are based in eternal presence would naturally bring up this, this potential in us because it helps us to go into that higher dimension in the spirit together because there's more of us doing this work together. Uh, and this is the reason why we are having this conversation, two of us, instead of just me talking here. I could do that all day. I could just record and talk on my own here all day. But we're not, we would not go as deep. It requires two spirits having this communication here. And everybody who's listening here is then adding into these containers. And what we are reading here as well is the container of everybody who has been, uh, who will be listening to this. Uh, because again, this is not happening in a linear time. It's it's eternally now available. So. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was great. The, the question just came up. I'm like, oh, um, and I feel like we're we're kind of coming to an end. But this, what yeah. you just said, I just wanted to uh, quickly touch on that. Uh, for a linear mind, it's it's hard to imagine the concept that what do you mean? You're also picking up what people will listen, those people that will listen to later. Yes. Like, how, how, how do you even explain? And I I know that's what I'm picking up too, but to explain it in words. Um, yeah. You, here you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Um, it's kind of a cosmic joke that when we let go of the future, we're actually enduring into the future in the eternal presence. Because the same thing, when we let go of the past, we're actually accessing everything from the past in the eternal presence that we still need to access, right? If there are certain things that still need to be brought from there. Um, is because eternal presence includes the future and the past as well, because it's not, it's it's always here, it's not bound to the linear idea about past and future, right? And and so when uh, this is another thing that people oftentimes uh, confuse that, well, if I'm truly present, how can I plan my future? But your your plans will actually become highly more e efficient, so much better plans that you could never on your own create. When you make them from the eternal presence, your planning of the future becomes so much better in every possible way. Because what happens in that eter eternal presence is that we um, we become attuned to the mind of God, which uh, mind of God is already omnipresent in every time and space possible. Because this, we're talking about the most high and the creator of all 
the creator source of all that is. So we're better to receive our resources than directly from the most high, directly from the architect, right? From the great architect. And uh, that's where, say, when we are tapping into these spaces, uh, how like this frequency abilities work for me is that I can see all those times when people are, uh, or not times, uh, I can, it's really difficult to put in the words, but I can see um, people who are listening to this and I can see, even if it's like a 10 years from now, uh, I'm seeing it in this present moment, right? And and so this would be totally overwhelming information for the human self. But I'm again, I'm sitting here as a spirit, so it's not overwhelming. And and what I can read is that the the frequencies that are existing in this container, and so how it works is anybody who who feels called to listen to this, in this master field, there's something for you, right? The frequencies that got generated here in this eternal presence uh, and through these conversations and words and doors that we opened here and doors that we closed here and whatever it is, right? If somebody feels called to listen to this at some point, it's because there's something for you here. There's a frequency transmission, uh, deeper activation, whatever it is, uh, deeper clearing happening, uh, because we're also moving into a lot more efficient containers, meaning that somebody can listen to this and have a huge DNA level clearing happening, right? I see this all the time. This is the power of presence. And and God is starting to come really strongly through people this way. Again, we need to get out of the old way of thinking how long things would take and into the efficiency of eternal. Um, because somebody can listen to this and go totally activated on, on a DNA level. And the next thing they know this, that they, they actually so deeply present in their life that they are never, ever lacking anything again. Right. This kind of things can happen. And so just putting it on a table here, like what is what is on the table here for uh, up for craps? Like if you want to take this, take it. Like this is uh, totally available in in the spirit level here because this this belongs to everyone. Presence belongs to absolutely everyone, and everything that comes through the present moment as well. Um, okay, I think that was complete there. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. And new things come up, but I'm gonna wait for the next session because this is great. You know, we could talk for a few hours here. Yes, um, really awesome. Gosh, that yes. was. Uh, I am excited for people to listen. I'm excited for people to listen to all of our our talks, but this one had so much in it. And uh, thank you. You know, I, I I know I personally feel blessed to be in your presence and the information that you impart to us is invaluable. Thank you, yes. Sunny. Thank you, Melinda. It's always my honor to work with you and, and talk with you and share these spaces with you. And uh, yeah, thank you for being that mirror as well, because it's really good to have that mirror to bounce on and off and then go deeper together. And everybody who's been listening, thank you so much. Uh, there will be um, a little break here. Um, there's certain things that I'm going to be on a mission with, uh, and I'm not going to be available online doing more recordings here with Melinda. So all uh, the next recordings will be coming up in, in June, I believe. So for those who are listening to this in real time, there will be about one month gap. Um, and again, 
I'm very deeply aware that we continue to come back to this presence, right? And continue to bring that up. And that's exactly, if you heard the message of this call, um, you understand why, because it's never getting old. <laughs> There's always deeper and deeper aspect of it. Uh, and so take it all in, take it all in because there's every single recording, every single talk that you listen, there's already a deeper understanding and refinement and embodiment, whether it's conscious or unconscious available. So don't take it for granted. It's it's really valuable to continue to to take in the good fruit this way, like take in listening uh, these things, even if you've heard it thousand times. Well, it may need that thousand and one time to unlock the deeper dimension in the system. And then from there, we could go ever deeper. Okay. Uh, I'm laughing because my husband points out how often I say deep. And even if I write texts, like there's about like 20 times I say deep, deep, deep. <laughs> <laughs> this is really deep. So it's one of my favorite words. So thank you for going deep. And uh, if you want to go deeper, again, check out the website for those who do. This is not like you have to do that. This is simply for those who, who are yearning more, who yearning to go deeper from here. So uh, I just wanted to open that up. That it's available. It's already existing. We have already an amazing community who's doing this together. It's so empowering to be on this journey together and be uh, supported by others as well. Okay. We love you. Thank you, everyone. Have the most beautiful summertime or whatever season it is in in where you are okay thank you bye bye